You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Were you rushing or were you dragging? Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Here we go. Welcome back to Movie Matrix. All my name is Jordan. We got Matt. Nevada Cadaver. Got my dad. What's going on? Also known as David. And today we are going to be talking about a new movie. Um, not Harry Potter, sadly. That's how I say hello. Sorry. It's not a good hello <laughs> to everybody. Um, we're going to be talking about Argyle today. Um, this is going to be a different type of review because um, there's not much to talk about other than spoiling. So we can give a little bit of a review, like a little what we thought. Mm-hmm. But there's almost nothing you can say. Um, to not spoil this movie because there's about 3,000 twists and turns that yeah, come through. Because there's a setup and then, and then, it, it, yeah. then it, yeah, then it goes on a journey. Yeah, and so um, we'll go over Argyle today and then um, at the very end we'll give you our uh, ranking or whatever you want to call it, A to F, whatever you want to do. Um, I'll go first, I guess. Uh, I enjoyed Argyle enough. I don't think it's a good movie by a lot of means. Um I think Sam Rockwell is the only reason this movie actually stays together for me. I agree. If it's not Sam Rockwell, if they can find someone else that's funny enough, it could stay together. But Sam Rockwell has some kind of like charisma in this. He's got that, that charm, just, yeah. Yeah, it does work. Um, the story itself, I was in it for like the first act. Even the second act, I was still like, all right, I get it. Vaughn, Matthew Vaughn's like, it's over the top, crazy. The third act hits, it just goes off the rails. It's it's tough to stay with. It's also about 35 minutes too long, maybe even 40. Yeah, I mean, I it's, too, it's too it's too corny. It's too long. It's too long. Um, Bryce House Howard's okay in it, you know. Henry Cavill's, when he's in it, oh, he's okay in it. You know, he doesn't, he's not given much. He, cause no, he's he's, not. A, he's the fake character, so he's not given much. Um, the story is just stupid. It's literally, it's literally, I won't say what it is. It's literally taking from the MCU a couple, in at least one movie for sure. And then it's a very big trope um, for spy movies, which I don't know if that's what they're going for. Yeah. I did like some of the stylistic choices they took on some of the action scenes. Not one in particular, but a couple of them were interesting. I like color, so when you have color go around, I don't mind it. Um, we'll get into that scene later of why it does work and why it doesn't work. Um, overall, I think it's a... It's a well-made movie, I guess. Like, it's shot okay. It's, like, sounds fine. It's act- It's just not a very easy movie to get through because it's so freaking long. Yeah. And very convoluted. And then once you find out who Agent Argyle is, which is, like, the whole point of this movie is who Agent Argyle is. That's, like, tagline, kind of. Yeah. It even gets dumber. And then it goes on a trope. Samuel Jackson comes in, you know. He didn't drop the F-bomb, sadly. I knew there would be one. He, he actually wasn't the one to drop it. But overall, like I said, I was laughing through it. I had a decent time. I wasn't yeah. like mad after I watched the movie. I laughed quite a bit. But that middle part is so boring. Like there's a middle part there, like nothing happens. And then a third part is still not very good, but at least something's happening. It's, yeah, uh, it's You know it's, what I'm saying? It's all over the place. Yeah. This has Kingsman all over it, kind of. It even has like three or four actors from the Kingsman universe. Still doesn't save it. This needed to probably be R, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah it did. You could tell it was cut down from R, I think. It looked like there were scenes that were cut, so, like, edited down for, like, no blood or whatever. So. Yeah, because Matthew Vaughn's, like, hyper-stylized, over-the-top action sequences work really well 
with like this over the top, almost cartoonish violence and stuff. And in this movie, it just kind of fell flat because it's all it feels muted. Because yeah, because it's all PG thirteen. But uh, yeah, this movie Argyle is a mixed bag for me. Um, I, I will say there were some moments I was having a good time. I I had fun in some sequences in the film. And I think there is fun to be had with this movie. I think Sam Rockwell probably has a couple of slip discs from carrying this movie, though. Um, Because he's he's easily the best part of the film. I think the cast is pretty solid overall. Hard to miss on some of them. I mean, it's like a solid cast. I mean, like, Sam Rockwell's great. Henry Cavill's fine with what he's given. Bryce Dallas Howard's fine. The rest, you know, it's fine. It's fine. Um, And I... I I really like Matthew Vaughn's style, but in this film, it, with something like Kingsman, he brings a real fun, almost parody to like the spy <laughs> genre. In this, it becomes almost a cartoon. You know, he it, it's not it's not in that same vein. And because this script is all over the place in this film, it just it feels messy. It felt like. And, and that's the biggest problem with this is the script of this. It was written by the guy who wrote Ice Age Four, so I don't know much. I don't know much, much of his. Which one is that? That Dawn of the Dinosaurs? No, that's Continental Rift. Drift. That yeah. one sucks. <laughs> Dawn of the Dinosaurs was kind of good. So and written by that, and he also wrote um, that Pan movie with Hugh Jackman. Uh, I never watched that. It was not very good. Um, <laughs> that's all you need to know. It's not very good. But um, anyway. This felt like one of those movies that they were writing the script as they were filming the scenes. That's just how it felt to me because, like, they're literally laying down the track in front of the train. Because every single time, I, I think there are several creative ideas. Like, for example, the whole the, the setup of the film: Bryce Dallas Howard writing a novel, um, and then she finds out that these events are happening in real time or whatever. There's some, and you know, there's fun creative ideas that they have with that, and they take some fun. They take some fun creative avenues with this. Um, the problem is every single time you're introduced um, to a new cool concept and you start being pulled that way, the movie just aggressively shoves you in another direction because it has 184 plot twists to throw at you throughout the movie. And I just, I never truly latched on because I was being shoved in so many different directions by all these plot twists and stuff. Don't get me wrong. I was still having a decent enough time with these goofy, horrendously CGI'd action sequences. I was still having a good enough time just from Sam Rockwell's charisma, uh, carrying the dang film. But, um, uh, on the whole, it's just a mixed bag. I, I think most people can have fun with it, but um, the script was just a mess, and it felt like it was just way too overstuffed and needed to be severely edited. Um, cause I, like you said, it's way too freaking long, too. Yeah. But that's where I'm at. I think it helped that this movie, I had very low expectations going in. Uh, besides that, man, I it's hard for me. I, 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 was, I laughed here and there. Uh, I, Rockwell was... I mean, yeah, you, like you said, he carried this movie. This was his movie to carry, and you know, and he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the main character. I mean, really, I mean, it's supposed to be, well. you know, I mean, <laughs> he's third billing. He's actually. not supposed to be, but yeah, like Henry Cavill's top billing. He has top like six minutes of screen yeah. time. But I mean, this is really, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard's movie. Yeah, uh, but it felt like she was almost a secondary character at points. Uh, he carried this movie hands down. I mean, there were some. Mm. It was clunky. It was just so clunky for me. It was hard for me to really get into it a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I laughed. That was all Sam Rockwell, pretty much. Uh, his one-liners, his you know, his comebacks. It was it was funny. It was good. It was good to watch. Uh, like you said, I was gonna say this too. The CGI. Come on, guys. 
Uh, it was oh, it goes from being noticeable to yeah. just horrific in it certain was, sequences. It was so uh, that was difficult to watch. There were sequences, some stylistic, artistic choices they made that I had problems with, also, which we can go into later. Um, and that goes from the very first, not the opening sequence, but as they're on the train, I just ah, oh, it bothered me so much. Uh, I think there were parts of it that you liked that I did not care for. Uh, we'll just call, I'll call it the the Bollywood fight scene. I just did not care for that at all. I, I, it just bothered me. Bollywood fight scene, <laughs> colorful. Oh uh-huh. yeah, I mean it's just it's just one of the exa- one of the many examples in this movie of style over it substance. Just I think so <laughs> crazy. Yeah, um, I thought for the most part, if you're thinking about it, it was it was fairly predictable. Um, but you would have to go in. Thinking you're not seeing a spy movie, thinking you're seeing a comedy, and hope that they pay off, and I, I'm not completely sure it did. Um, like you said, it was far too long. Oh my gosh, it was too long. Uh, this could have been cut way down. I, think I realized minimum of like twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> minimum. I realized that they were they wanted to get this whole story in, but uh, man, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I could go back and edit some of the stuff out. And you still would have had a decent, you know, might have had a decent movie anyway, uh, a, a more decent movie. I'll put it that way. I don't think cutting it down is gonna make it any better. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't think there's enough. I think for how much there is, there's still not enough substance to make this a decent movie. Yeah, but no, I mean, there's not enough substance. I think you yeah. could have cut out you six cut of plenty the plot twists. Yeah, but I don't think. You I mean, would there, there was enough. I think there was enough that you could have cut down to possibly made it a better movie. That's. Yeah, and I'm gonna leave it at that. And kind of like what you were saying, I think the biggest problem with this film is that it does it. It feels like three different movies, mm-hmm. like three different scripts, kind of like thrown together. Because you don't know if Matthew Vaughn is kind of wanting to make like a spy parody, or if he's wanting to make like a like a real action film, or if he's wanting to make a comedy, or if he's wanting. I don't. You know, you, you just don't know. And I've heard a lot of people say like. Matthew Vaughn just really wanted Henry Cavill as cast as James Bond, so he just put him in this movie. And I'm like, that's great. And you, and it kind of has that feel of like they're trying to find stuff for Henry Cavill to do throughout this movie because the script just doesn't allow for him to do a whole lot, so they're just throwing him in whenever they can. Um, and like I said, that's the I think that's the movie's biggest fault is it just felt like they're laying the tracks in front of the train as they're making this thing. Um, but uh, you know, like a, there's some fun to be had. There's some cool substances, or there's some cool sequences. But beyond that, yeah, yeah. yeah so we won't get far into the story without having new spoilers. But it kind of starts out with um, it's just a action sequence inside the book, which is not a spoiler because this, this is the actual trailer. We're seeing what she's writing, pretty much, and um, which is a fun idea, you know, Princess Bride style, whatever. But <laughs> kind of, yeah. And she's at a um, book reading. People love her books, Argyle. It's like the fourth or fifth one, whatever. I don't know. And um, you get to see a cool thing with Argyle, and you get to see Dua Lipa for a little while, and you get to see all his other stuff, which Dua Lipa's buried in this movie. So anybody that wants to see Dua Lipa, sorry. She she was in it just enough to be put on marketing. Yeah. (laughs) Put on the poster. And um, do you find out that what she writes comes true, so they think she's like clairvoyant in some way, and they want her to write the next chapter. So there's a Sam Rockwell character after her, there's a syndicate, like in the movie after her, basically. And that's basically the story where each person's trying to get to her so they can figure out where this hard drive is called the Silver Bullet, I'm pretty sure, right? I'm is pretty that what sure. it's called? 
pretty sure it's I in, think you're right. I'm pretty it's sure it's called a silver Yeah, right? yeah. Or something. And it's inside the silver bullet or whatever. So, and that will... I forgot about that. <laughs> honestly, I have no clue what the silver bullet does. I don't remember. I don't think it ever tells you what it does. But whatever it is, both want it really bad. I, um, think, it, I think the hard drive actually... Uh, has the secrets to what they did illegally for that, uh, that organization. Yeah, I thought it illegally. was all their, all their top secret all their, stuff on there. All their sure. uh, misdeeds. Either way, that's what they want. The syndicate wants it. And you, and what did, and Sam Rockwell is like has defected because he doesn't want to be part of the syndicate. He wants mm-hmm. to help, blah, blah, blah. And he goes after her, and there's a bunch of fun to be had, um, I guess. <laughs> like I think the best, I think one of the best parts of the movie is when they're in their apartment and he's like telling her to stomp the head or whatever. <laughs> that little thing comes with, but there's a lot of those things throughout this movie. But like, so you go on like a spy thing, there's like a train. Yeah, it's like sequence. them on the run for a little while. And yeah, I don't think that's part of anything really. You go on a train sequence, which is fun. Sam Rockwell's fun, but what I will say was for the first five and a half seconds. Of this editing between what she'll blink and she'll see Henry Cavill's Argyle and then she'll blink and see Sam Rockwell. It was cool. I didn't like the it. first couple of times. I, I was like, it, yeah. I know. I was like, that's interesting. It's she's like doesn't know if it's her book or she's whatever. I was like, but if we stop it, that'd be cool. It never no, there stops. stops. I leaned it, over to Matt I, and I said, not liking this, man. <laughs> I'm yeah, not liking I understand. This at all. Like, it was <laughs> interesting. It was an issue because I think it kind of like it kind of blurs the line of like, is she seeing real life? Is she seeing her book? What is she seeing? You know. But after a while, it got annoying. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and like Henry Cavill's Argyle is stoic when he's fighting, and then you look and he she blinks. Sam Rock was like getting thrown around. Like he's yeah. still a good fighter, but so it was funny, but like it got real annoying pretty fast because it kept throughout the whole movie. Like she would blink and she'd see Henry Cavill, or she'd blink mm-hmm. and she'd see someone else, and. Yeah, I think I think that first sequence though was the one that was just so annoying. It just it was it was like a nails down the chalkboard for me. I just hated they keep going back and forth like that. And the stylistic choice of that is fine. I, I mean, I'll give it to him. He stuck with his guns. He didn't stop it. He he. he, he <laughs> I don't know if he thought saw it through, man. He saw it through. And then as the film goes on, it doesn't. You don't blink as much, but you still see Henry Cavill quite often, um, in, in like a lot of. These blinking times where she'll look at him like, oh my gosh, I see Henry Cavill. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be look she'll be talking to him in a mirror. I don't know. I get what she's going from because she's getting thrust into this lifestyle and she's a writer and she doesn't do anything but write and you know, her parents are Catherine O'Hara and And she basically has no social (laughs) life aside from her cat. (laughs) Yeah. Which you know, the cat comes into play a couple of times. It's (laughs) an interesting style of choice. I didn't hate the cat. It's cute when it's not Awfully CGI'd. I mean, yeah, and I do think that the CGI in this film is on purpose because some are so good, and some I think is just like on purpose over because even Kingsman's CGI is not great. Some of it just feels cheap, you know. There's that know. scene at the end of Kingsman where they're jumping at each other, and he's got a knife, and her leg not leg knife is coming after him. That doesn't look good. I don't know. I think uh, it's better than most I'm not, of this. Movie. Yeah, but I think it is a choice to. Because when you go over the top, it's just gonna have to happen. But you know that, and that's that bad CGI started out early, like when he's driving that car, trying to catch Dua Lipa, and it just looks so bad. It oh, just yeah. it was horrible. I also took it as CGI inside the book is different because it's not a real life thing, so I didn't take it yeah, real. Well, so can, I don't know. You can tell like it's different when with, you get in the book with their and dialogue and their exchanges and stuff when they're in the book because they talk. In this fictional, over-the-top yeah. way that people don't talk in real life. And I think that's one of the problems, is that finding the difference between those lines in the real life and the book was hard, because 
Sam Rockwell doesn't really talk like that, but sometimes when she sees Argyle, he'll talk like that in the real world. So it's kind of a weird blurred line. Yeah. So I took it as while you're in the book, it's really over the top. It is over the top outside of the book, but like they do a lot of things in the book and in the outside world. <laughs> it ends up being like a whole yeah. thing. Um, so I don't know. I I didn't care about the over the top so as much just because. At some point, I accepted it, I guess. I just accepted it. I paid for this yeah, movie. I there's, sat there. There's some point where I just accepted it. <laughs> there's some point where you just got to either get on the ride or, or leave. just check yourself out. Yeah. I just got on the ride. I was laughing. I, I was rolling my eyes. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is stupid. But, you know, I've watched worse movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. So we'll go ahead and do spoilers now because I don't know why. I mean, I'm, we're just going to jump around on these because there's, mm-hmm. no, there's really no way to make these make sense. Jump around. No. I am the father. I see. And that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. He's the one. Um, jump, jump around. Like, like the movie does. Uh, movie jumps around quite often with mm-hmm. these back and forth things they try to do for you. Um, I'll just say that there's a point where she thinks Sam Rockwell is the man trying to help her. She hears him say, I'm going to kill her. which I'm, They never actually explain why he says this. He's like, you got it out of context. Like, that's what he said. I don't really know. I mean, I think it's just <laughs> it's like, like, oh my gosh, I could kill her. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. She goes on the run. Because I would too in that situation. I'm just kidding. I, I, I mean, I get it. She's like, I hear him. She goes on the run. She's like, mom, I'm going to meet you. Whatever. One of the first of many twists is I think you may be Sam saying, Rockwell's supposedly bad. That's the first of many twists. Yeah. I think he's saying we need to, we need to kill this character, this, this, uh, this author, this writer, and bring back the real... You know, I think that's kind of what he was saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, uh, and yeah, and you, you meet her. You meet, yeah. She goes on the run and meets up with her parents. I will say, I don't know what it is about Catherine O'Hara, but like, I've been liking the way she acts lately. Annoying? Oh no, because she's like this in Shit's Creek too. It's over the top annoying. Yeah, but like she kind of owns it. She plays. You know that what I'm well, saying? I, I don't think she's a very annoying character. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but she plays as annoying. She plays kind of like the Shit's Creek person actually in this movie. In this. I mean, I don't really like her in that either, but she's owning this whole over-the-top weird accent type stuff. Yeah. Kind of works for this I, movie. I felt like she was, she kind of knew what movie she was in. <laughs> yeah. So she was just kind of throwing it out there. Brian Cranston I love Brian Cranston. He was phoning <laughs> this in, dog. Yeah, he I was know. he was like, I just need a paycheck, so I'm just going to snarl for <laughs> every time I'm on scene. Well, you see Catherine O'Hara as her mom, and then all of a sudden, Catherine O'Hara is now British. Mm-hmm. And Brian Cranston is not her dad anymore. It's not the best of, British accent, but it's fine. No, it's like her. It's like her thing. Like in Shit's yeah. Creek, she has a like um, Beverly Hills type accent. It's pretty close to this for whatever oh. reason. It's a close accent to English, but anyways. But um, you know, saw that one. Whatever. Not really their parent. That's fine. It was played funnily, kind of, because she. It's like where did the British accent come from. That's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but Sam Rockwell, you know, does his thing. Takes her. Well, you know, from the opening sequence, I didn't mind the first part. Of course, the CGI was bad, but I didn't mind the first part because I, I can see what they're doing, where she's writing her novel, and we're seeing it, you know, live on screen as she's writing it. Cool. Fine. I get that. But I, when they got on the train for real life, finally, <laughs> Sam Rockwell, you could see where he was, where he, where they wanted him to go, where he went with this, and that's where... I was kind of in on this movie just because of him. Uh, the, the scenes that, that the fighting scenes at the beginning there on the train. I mean, he was fantastic in it. I mean, really, he was he was he was good. Uh, and we got to see that character throughout this whole movie. Thank goodness, I'm so glad that he was almost in every scene just because of that. Uh, because the scenes he wasn't in, 
I mean, they were kind of throwaway. Yeah. I mean, they really were. If he wasn't in the scene, it was it just wasn't there. Yeah, like as much as I as much as I love Bryce Dallas Howard, and believe you me, I would watch her paint a fence for two and a half <laughs> hours. But I, I felt like she wasn't that good in this movie. I mean, like she wasn't bad. I just didn't no, feel I like agree. she gave a great performance. I agree and completely. Like I said, Sam Rockwell's charisma is the one that was carrying this because you get you got Kate McAllister who was just doing this goofy over the top <laughs> performance, and then you got Brian Cranston just phoning it in, which I love him, but you could tell this was just a paycheck. I never thought I'd say this phrase: John Cena's wasted yeah. <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> never thought I'd say that, but he is. Him and Julia both are. I feel like they could have yeah. both came back. And then, I mean, and then they're like, "What's her name from Kingsman?" Um, oh, so oh, the leg, Sophia, uh, something, the sword leg, from, yeah. chick or whatever from the Mummy too. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that is her, isn't it? I never yeah, I think she's that. In her name is Sophia Boutella. Yeah, she's Tom Blonde. So anyway, so you kind of get this whole thing. I'm just gonna go ahead and go for it. Um, he's like, go for it, baby. He's like, how do. Matthew Vaughn's like, I gotta get Sam Jackson in this movie or I won't sell. <laughs> He's like, What can Sam I do? Jackson. I'm gonna put him in a vineyard and he and we're gonna take him over here and um what's the dang what's his name? It's, it's a dang cat's name. Um, Alfie. Yeah, I mean, I forgot a lot of this movie. <laughs> his name is Alfie. And they're like, Oh, good to see you. So you're like, Yeah, I know. Like, why am I here? They also drive a very long way, by mm-hmm. the way. <laughs> Which whatever. I, I actually thought that was weird. But um and then they're like, oh, by the way, you want to meet Agent Argyle? And she's like, well, of course I do. If mm-hmm. it's real, I'm clairvoyant. This is when the movie really starts sucking because I really was hoping that she was just clairvoyant in a way that like what she was doing was actually happening like that. Like I thought yeah. that would be a more interesting idea. It would have been probably. I mean, it had to have been. Right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. we haven't seen many movies that are actually like that because I'm here. Princess Bride isn't clairvoyancy. It's just reading a it's just reading a novel and you see mm-hmm. it coming out. It'd be yeah. cool to see an actual clairvoyant writer type thing. So there's a movie yeah. out there like that, but yeah, anyway, like we don't Stranger Than Fiction kind of comes to mind. Like that kind of crap comes yeah. to we, mind. We get more of like a nocturnal animals vibe here. Same yeah. tone and everything. Yes, <laughs> just I mean the same opening exactly. sequence. Yes, opening <laughs> sequence the same. Yeah. Anyways, we and then just, they put up a picture of Bryce Dallas Howard, and this might have pissed me off the most. Her name is R. Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for whatever reason, they just name her Argyle. Nobody strained any <laughs> muscles on that one. <laughs> I was just like, shocker. I was like, I was hoping it was the cat. Everyone was hoping Ar- Argyle was a cat. I feel like going to this would be super stupid. Would, this was dumber. So ridiculous. <laughs> this was even dumber. So she's Argyle, which is like the best agent the syndicate has. She's a mm-hmm. bad guy. Best and agent she's ever. blonde, which I ain't complaining about. I like her better as a redhead, so but yeah. I sound like a pig. And then Sam Rockwell is the John Cena character, <laughs> and Dua Lipa is just dead. <laughs> she just dies. Dua Lipa's just dead. And Brian Cranston is the syndicate leader, and Catherine Hare, I guess, is an agent. I have no freaking clue. She's a doctor. Oh, no, she's a she does a psychologist. I thought yeah. Dua Lipa was that one girl she does who like gets the, shot. And... Yeah, but she's dead, like in real life. What I'm saying, oh, like, yeah, like she just she, doesn't come back. She's in the book, yeah. yeah. I got you. And then, yeah, Catherine O'Hare is a psychologist with a complete Winter Soldier, which we'll get to. And um, yeah, and then the, the Sam Rockwell is like, "By the way, I love you. Let's fight." And then like she's like, "This I hate when you have those movies like they get their muscle memory back and like, oh, I ain't a fighter." Yeah, it's she like pu- she turned into like Logan Marshall kinda, Green from Upgrade. Yeah, she's, she's like, like "What poo, am poo, I? Poo, I don't poo, know what. Poo. How am I doing this?" You and know? then she just like remembers everything so fast. Yeah, so fast. Like you go an hour. and Well, a half. you did have a good nine minute exposition scene where they're just sitting <laughs> at the vineyard and he's just telling her everything they need to know. You get an hour and a half of like thinking she's clairvoyant and a nine minute exposition scene of like, "Oh, by the way, you're just a bad agent." Yeah, like basically you're a bad agent. So whatever. And I think you know. I think. 
I'm going to go on record and say, I think this is an interesting idea. This woman who's writing spy, or this individual who's writing spy novels about a life that she had, but she had amnesia and doesn't remember that life, and then somehow she has to come back and find her way or whatever. That's a cool concept in a totally different movie. Like, it just like a, does not fit. A serious what's movie might have helped this. Like, an actual serious movie could yeah. have helped, but this movie is just like. Like I said, this movie's like three different movies in one, dude. Yeah, and. Yeah, but I mean, also, you think about, okay, let's go real world. If we're going serious or not. What agency is going to let all this stuff go get out in a book, even if it, even if they think it's fiction, uh, you know the readers think it's fiction, you know, they're going to shut this thing down. Not I mean, if they want the next. Not if they want the silver bullet. I do feel like this, <laughs> I know, I but feel like I get. I'm just saying, there's from. just so much in that that she supposedly secrets and you know this and that. You know, it's just you know, and they're just waiting. I mean, it, it's it's far fetched, of course. Of course, that was the movie. Yeah, far-fetched. that's the point. Yeah, and so they go on and. You know, the second act is basically just her finding herself as our as Argyle or Kyle, whatever, and um, then she's like, "We have to go to the, the secret keeper or whatever her name is, yeah, the keeper gosh. secret, the secret or whatever, which is that the keeper secret, which is whatever her name is yeah. um, from Kingsman." And um, you know, not a good sequence. You know, he's like, he's like, "Let's dance." She goes, "I can't dance." She's like, "Oh, you can." All that. All of a sudden, <laughs> like, they, she's plugged into the Matrix. They's like, "Download." Yes, he download, plugs her into the Matrix. The, download the tango to her, and mm. she can tango now. And they she looked lovely in that dress. And they do a couple. I guess a couple things like they dance, like they do in the thing. It's stupid mm-hmm. uh, on purpose. And then she's like, only one person can see. And she goes up there and puts the silver bullet in. Finds out that she's like the worst of them all. Shocker. She's yeah. like the worst agent of all. She's a, oh, that was she, that was one of the other twists. She's yeah. an extortionist. She's a kidnapper. She's a killer. She's like, she's, I killed this one dude who had painted fingernails and some whatever. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember any of that. So, and <laughs> good on flash, you. But I don't remember that at all. Flashback: This kid had green oh, hair. Oh, he's the hacker. Yeah, yeah. Whatever his name was, the hacker guy. I cannot tell his name. Um, yeah, Chris. No, he has like a legit <laughs> hacker name, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's not Cypher. Carlos. <laughs> Cipher. Um. Anyways, I'll get to Apoc. it. Apoc. Yeah. Switch. Mouse. Um, anyways, I don't actually know. Tanker Dozer. What his name is. Bartender. <laughs> no, he's not bartender. I'm not even sure he's credited. <laughs> is he bartender? <laughs> it's literally just two bartenders on here. Nice. I didn't know there was that many bartenders. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It's I guess she does funny. kill him. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh my gosh, Sam. I'm the bad one. And they take them both or whatever. I don't I'm, actually I'm remember. a double agent or whatever. She's like, I've got to tell you something. And then they're like. They look up and she's like, "She didn't keep my secret." I'm like, no, really, really, she's not a really good. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, they have to go back to the syndicate, and this is when this movie really falls. <laughs> this is when there's um the worst and like they're the worst scenes of the movie. But this is when Matthew Vaughn's like, "I'm going to turn this to 12." He dials it up to the 13, yeah. the 14, does. and she's like, "I'm bad," you know, Sam. Mm-hmm. She, they've got Sam. She's like, "He won't talk," and she's like, "I can make him talk. Well, I know him. him." She shoots him in the chest. And she's yeah. like, by the way, he wasn't going to say anything anyway, so I can figure it out. And she's like, does all this weird computing and finds where Alfie is. Of course, yeah. But at the same time, she's trying to hack them because she's faking it. Mm-hmm. She's She was a double agent this she's whole time. She's a triple agent. She's, she's looking, triple agent. She's looking for redemption. She's an octuplet agent is what go. she is. Yeah, I forgot that they're trying to find where, they're trying to find where Sam Jackson was because she didn't remember because she was asleep or whatever. And Sam Jackson gets a pretty fat paycheck in this movie for sitting in a room watching Lakers games the whole time. <laughs> Well, and then they're like, Brian Cranston's like, you didn't think there would be a firewall, right? She's like, oh, yeah, I'm a hacker. I didn't think about that. And then, like, a whole sequence happens. She she's runs like, away. I'm a hacker. I'm like, of course you are. And it's just Brian Cranston and her, and she just beats him up. I'm like, obviously, she's going to win. Yeah. yeah, but, like, the worst scene in the movie for me is coming up right after that. And, the, and that's the oil scene. Oh, no. 
No. Oh, that's not that. I mean, for me, it is, man. That That was just so. I hated that. I hated that scene. She runs away. (laughs) Turns out she had a emailer email her whatever a way to shoot through the heart without actually shooting through the heart. Oh yeah, which happened to be her dead friend Kira. By the way, she ain't dead. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, of course, no one knew she's even real because she's in a dang book. I, I do like how the fact, though, after she shoots Sam Rockwell and then she explains why she did that, they kind of have like a little meta tongue-in-cheek thing where Sam's like, it points out how ridiculous it is. Like, yeah. you literally just shot me from something that a fan sent in that you just hoped would work. And she's like, yeah. He like, wakes up, puts like four epi adrenaline well, into she, him. <laughs> she, she explains it with, I did research on it. Yeah, she shoots him perfectly where it actually doesn't pierce anything. Not sure that's even possible, but, you know, whatever. She's just that good of an yeah. agent, you know? And so now they're off on their own, and they do this whole, like, I'm not really bad, but you could be, and they kind of do this little knife fight thing. Whatever. But then, I don't mind this scene as much as other people. I think it's about five minutes too long, this next scene, where they go, yeah. and they use smoke grenades. And the smoke grenades oh, are all yeah. colorful. I like color. Like Kingsman, their heads pop off in color. It looks very cool. You can't it, see a flipping thing. It <laughs> looks stylistically cool. It's about five minutes too long. Like I feel like you could. Wait it too feels long. like it's ten minutes long or something like that. Maybe it's eight, but like it could be three to four minutes. And they're just like, they're like they have unlimited gas. I don't know where they get it all. They just go, go to an armory, right? But there's unlimited gas cans. I don't know where they're keeping them. She has a dress on. I don't know like where it is. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's interesting. Like. Stylistically, it looked cool. It makes zero sense, and they start dancing like they would in the book. And I think it works with like the the soundtrack. It's, it's just supposed it's to be better. fun and goofy, you know. It is and fun I, and goofy, but and I think it's supposed to be like the end of Kingsman, like when the heads mm-hmm. all blow up and stuff. But the, it just the yeah. tone's not there for like the end of Kingsman. The tone was fine because the whole movie's, you know, kind of like weird. This movie was weird the whole time, but tonally it felt strange. It felt like yeah, it was just thrown in there because Matthew Vaughn's like gotta have the same thing as Kingsman, mm. and I was like. I didn't mind it. Some people hate it. I wasn't a big fan. The worst scene of the movie might actually be the oil scene, as far as like I hated that scene. Man. I just did the just, way it's done. Mm-hmm. I think I think that may be the most technically impressive scene in the movie. The way it looks, <laughs> I mean, or like just just like first of all, I mean, yes, it's ridiculous, but like from like a sheer stunt work slash technical perspective, it's very impressive. Even though it's very ridiculous, yeah, it's very impressive how they how they're able to do that. But <laughs> they go and they start shooting each other, or and then they shoot oil for whatever reason. There's oil everywhere. I don't really know where they are. Yeah, and then they realize they can't shoot because you know sparkle. But they still do. So I don't really know. Yeah. But she's like, because you know the whole thing is she got like psychosis, hypnotized mm-hmm. to have like a really bad injury from a skating accident she looks over at him and she goes was that real she goes he's a skating accident wasn't but you can skate she's like he's like oh yeah you're a world-class skater or something and i'm like that's convenient (laughs) she has like the most durable boots ever she steps on two knives and then (laughs) starts skating which is stupid yeah and as she's skating she's just knifing people up yeah and shooting she does shoot which honestly like i said it (laughs) If that scene was in a different movie, it's it's fun, but it would be so much more fun if it was just in a movie that knew that knew what it was. Yeah, she's doing all kinds of skating tricks and blah blah blah, and it's fine. Kind of slashing stupid. throats and slashing yeah, but like stomachs and chests and just as she's as she's flying by, she's she's going she, fast. She's man. booking. Yeah, this is where the PG thirteen rating hurts it because Kingsman, all these over the top things help with over the top deaths. I think. Yeah, and you and, can have like some over the some CGI yeah. blood and stuff yeah, being thrown at the screen. It's and thirteen, so there's all the they just fall like and you don't even. Which is fine. I'm not saying you have to have a lot of blood to have a good movie. But no, when we you want have blood and guts. That's what we over want. Over the top sequences, you need over the top things to happen mm-hmm. to those people. They're just bad. I mean, yeah. like, she just becomes like 
James Bond. Like, all of a sudden, and it's kind of annoying. As you go through this, though, it's, like, ridiculous, right? And I, I checked out of this scene pretty hard. I was like, okay, that's fine. It's dumb. I get what they're doing. I was kind of, like, already overloaded with the gas scene. And they, <laughs> they go right from the gas scene to this scene. Like, it's right after. He does not know how to space out his really over-the-top scenes in this movie. Yeah. Because I'm going to keep saying Kingsman because that's probably one of the better movies. They space out all the ridiculous stuff in that movie pretty well. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. But this movie, though, just jam, pack, back, back, back. I'll be honest, checked out of that one. Didn't like it. Well, see, that you part, know, and, so. you know, things like that. There's so much foreshadowing in this movie as far as, like, I leaned over at Matt when yeah, I, saw, <laughs> I saw the oil and I went, she's going to be skating. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough, she did. And She Batman and Robin <laughs> it and, like, it clicked her just, heels together and some skates came out. And like I said, it was just, it was ridiculous. And had it not been, I don't know, I think they went over the top with it. And maybe that's what bothered me so much. I mean, just the fact that she, you know, shoves knives onto the bottom of her feet and, and takes off, you know, bit. it just, I was like, it kind of zoned out of I'm that scene. I'm also not sure scene. you can do that on oil. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like it would work <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't know, I but like, I don't feel like that I don't know work. how they could have made that better, but I don't, mm. maybe they just cut it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. just don't do it. Um, that's part of the, uh, you know, cut 40 minutes off this movie. It'd have been better if they had this, like, <clears throat> had some kind of spill in it for or something. That'd be, d- it'd be dumb, but like, at least it's actual ice. I right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, you go past that. They run away. All of a sudden, Catherine O'Hare is there with a freaking music box. <laughs> okay. And she straight up winter soldiers. She basically her. turns into Daniel Bruhl and starts yes. reading in Russian. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> Boxcar 9, blah, blah, blah. Boxcar, homecoming, yeah. something. I don't remember all the crap he says. When this box is playing her ballerina tune, mm-hmm. which I guess what is, she just like is a deadly machine. She snaps and turns into an assassin. And Sam Rock was like, I'm not going to fight you. I won't do it. He just gets the crap, crap beat out of him. him. And every once in a while, those, like the music box kind of stops. And Catherine is like shaking it. She's like, I love you. And then she gets it back. And so that sequence is kind of funny, but like. Sam Rockwell eventually finally like kind of she, beats her up, and then yeah, he's like, he, he he's tries like, to fight back a little bit after she just pummels him repeatedly. I like, think I leaned over to one of you. I was like, I'd let her pummel me. Like yeah. that. He's like, love will overtake. I'm like, I don't think it will, buddy. I think the hypnosis has taken it. I think he was gonna get his head crushed if uh, what's her name hadn't shown up. And then Kira's out. It's like, bam, Catherine Hair. I'm gonna hit you with something. It was like a, it was like a giant pipe or something or whatever. Yeah. And it stops. She's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was gonna do that. And I was like, why? You were hip- hypnotic. <laughs> and bad movie, too. Sorry. And It was. Um, you know, the movie just kind of ends there. It's like, whatever. And then you get like a really, really strange scene. Where I, think they missed, I think they missed out on this opportunity right here. <laughs> you tell me what you guys think. <laughs> they get on this boat, right? Yeah. And everything else blowing up. And Sam, and you were saying this the whole movie. You didn't want Sam Rockwell and Rastow's Howard to kiss. I said, if they kiss, I'm going to be furious. The chemistry was not there. It was not there. Well, the chemistry was not there. I think, I think they had that fun, awkward chemistry of like, I'm a spy showing you through the real world. I think that worked. As far as like romantic chemistry, not at all. I think Matthew Vaughn was trying. Right? It wasn't there, but even though we later on in the movie, we find out that they were together. They were lovers. They were, yeah. you know, a couple. And he's but still, like it didn't. Twenty years older than her. I say, but st- <laughs> and she's eight inches taller. Some people like older men. <laughs> he's a um, short dude. <laughs> but you know, like you said, even though we find out that they were a couple before she lost her memory, uh, you kind of go, really? Yeah. Why it didn't really work? I do think the reason for that is because Matthew Vaughn's like trying to throw you off that scent, but you could tell from the beginning he liked mm-hmm. her. I mean, it's like yeah. so maybe they didn't have chemistry on purpose. I'm, I don't want to give them that really because I feel like the chemistry wasn't there. But like they're like, let's kiss, and in the background, it all blows up, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, sweet. Well, then they go to the book, 
right? And it's Henry Cavill and John Cena. They're not kissing. They should have been kissing. <laughs> that right there. It's like, why are they not kissing? That would have sealed it for me. It would have got a half a, a another half star for me on the letterbox. I would have given it a half more star than I get. If they would have, yeah. if Matthew Vaughn had the balls and just kept that because in the movie. It all is simultaneously happening. Yeah, what they were doing was happening in the book. I yeah. looked over at Emma and I was like, if they're not kissing, I riot. And they weren't. <laughs> I, I'm uh, not trying to be either way on the side what, of when what that happened. What a missed opportunity, man. The opportunity was to see John Cena kiss Henry Cavill out the door forever. Yeah. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, we need that. You know, I didn't know we needed that. But. And they don't explain any of this, by the way, after this. They just like cut away. They're like, they call somebody, I think. They're like, uh, we need help. And it blows up in the back. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. Because I think it immediately it immediately. I guess the oil blows to, up. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I think it, doesn't yeah, it immediately. So. It immediately cuts to her book reading. Um, yeah, and they're like, "Orgal, eighteen's out now." Blah blah blah. Even though I don't know how she's writing them, she's not a writer. And anyways, well, maybe she's remembering, remembering that part, and mm-hmm. she so she sure. she is now a so writer. So is she giving up her spy life to be a writer full time now, or is she still a spy? Now? I took it as that because because um. Sam Rockwell was in the front, like clapping her on. I feel like they were both done. Yeah. I think he he defected. Syndicate's dead. I would Did think. you like that? How they everybody? Well, he's just di- he's just his severe cat allergy is killing him. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about that. That's pretty. Did funny. you like how everybody's standing around the room and she goes to each one and says, "This is what this one's doing. Yeah. This is what this it's one's like." Doing. How convenient that they're all like, just really? in this little bookstore in Queens. <laughs> it reminds me of like Mission Impossible, not not because they're bad, but because like Mission Impossible does it a lot to where like. They'll be doing a mission, and they'll look back on the mission, and all of a sudden, like Simon Pegg's in the corner of this one thing. I don't know, like, it, but it's done well in Mission Impossible. Yeah, it, it reminded me of a parody. Weird. And then, like, the last part of this is Henry Cavill stands up, and is some old, is some like hillbilly country dude with a dip in. He's like, <laughs> I have some questions, and he just ends. It is just mystifying. <laughs> like, yeah. it makes it, it just it is the confusing cherry on top and of this confusing Sunday. The of confusing a movie. part about it is she stands up like, oh my gosh, nobody knows what he looks like but her. Right. Like, he, yeah. he doesn't even look like the action figure. The action figure looks like now, a cartoon. Yeah, she's the one who who obviously imagines him throughout the entire runtime of the movie. So uh, nobody else knows what he looks like. But <laughs> no. whenever she, you would think she sees a ghost, the way she's like, oh my God. And <laughs> the only other thing I can think of is, is that maybe... She based him on somebody she had met years ago or something. Yeah, but that had to and be him. I know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe she had met him someplace. If, sure. that, if that was the case, she, that's she the only be thing so I could think of. surprised about that. I, I like, think, or I think been like, Matthew Vaughn just thought, this will be funny. Yeah. Let's just, I thought the screenwriters were probably like, this will be funny. Let's just throw this in. Kind of like, you know, oh, you're still alive. Sense. Why are you still alive? I killed you years ago or something like yeah, that. Even though it makes I mean, zero sense. Maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> and like in my mind... Henry Cavill's character, whatever he is, if he is an Argyle, I don't know. How many Argyles are there in this universe? Maybe a thousand. Or Kyle's I like seeing Argyles. him in a mullet. But I was going to say. My guess is that he knows who he is. Henry Cavill in a mullet. He knows that she's based it on him, right? right? Like That's what that's, it seemed like. Well, he's like, I got some questions. Oh, you got some questions for me, maybe, is what he said. That's I don't what remember. it felt like. So I was like, does that mean you are, is this a fourth wall thing? Are they fourth walling it now? We're like. Know. Are we looking Deadpool? They're, want, they're wanting to set up like an. You can tell they're kind of wanting to set up an entire Argyle universe. Well, let me here. tell you this right now: this movie cost two hundred million dollars, making it eighteen domestically. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think they're making this nothing. Is, this is they the... might make a TV series because those those always make at least yeah, some did not, money. Did not have a good opening weekend. Yeah, yeah. it's not going to. Dune comes out in a couple weeks. Madam Web will probably go over this one just probably. because it's new. Yeah, I think now this is the and this is kind of like a sidetrack uh, uh, the it. movie itself. But this is this is the third movie. That Apple has paid a two hundred dollar, two hundred million dollar investment for. Now that's two hundred million investment is like the but the production budget, the royalties, the rights, everything. So it's not necessarily like a two hundred dollar budget, but it is like 
the entire investment is two hundred dollars. They did it with Napoleon. They did it with Killers of the Flower Moon, and now they did it with Argyle. That's and right. They, and all none of those good. movies <laughs> have been financially successful. That's Napoleon rough. made the most money, but it didn't. Not turn a huge profit. Killers of the Flower Moon did okay. Killers of the Flower Moon made more than Argyle. It didn't do. Good it didn't though. make it. It didn't turn a huge profit. But I've also heard that studio execs at Apple don't give an f if they're if they turn profits because they can they can lose that money. But at the same time, you got to think how long are they going to keep putting two hundred million dollar investments into these movies that are just not making a lot of money? My guess is that they bank on Apple because always come to Apple TV Plus or whatever and. I'm guessing that's where they're going to make most of their money. Just because, like, like, how many people subscribe to that, really? That's like... For these movies, they might take one month. Mm. Like, I've done before, like, on Peacock, I get it, like, every once in a while for, like, a movie or yeah. two. Because, like, Peacock's only $6, though, so it's, like, paying $6 for a whole month instead of renting a movie for $6 makes more sense to me. Yeah. So, and I think Apple TV Plus is $10 now. It is. So, it's, like, yeah. if you kind of wait for all these movies to hit, maybe it's a... You know, it's not that big of a deal, because renting movies is, like, $5 or $10 now. It's kind of right. crazy. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I agree, though, because, like, Apple is so profitable that like they really can they're not like Disney right now. Disney can can't take many more hits. No, no. And Apple can take plenty of hits because they sell so much crap. Well, on Apple's the other sitting side. on billions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, so from, they're, they're okay from their other stuff, not even their movies. Like, right. No. And so I, I I see what they're doing, but they have not. I'm not saying these movies are bad. Napoleon was not that great. Okay. Argyle's not good. Killers Five movies is a pretty good movie, but all these movies they're making, no one seems to care about because they're like either period pieces that no one cares about. Not yeah. in, not in a ma- mean way, but like they're making these movies, they're like super long. <laughs> it, it's a movie, yeah. I think they're all kind of too long, and they're all they're all. I think they all have an audience, but at the same time, it's not something that Apple just needs to throw two hundred million dollars at. I don't and they're think. also gonna have to stop telling people it's coming to streaming because, like, they're like it'll stream or us. Don't tell them right. that because they're just gonna stay <laughs> I'm home. I'm just gonna wait <laughs> because, like, yeah. I mean, unless it gets good reviews, like Kills Five Movie got good reviews, so I feel like. It did better after the first week, a little bit, not better as far as financial, but it did like had more clout because people were like, oh, it actually is good. I'll go see it. Well, you, I think it so. opened to like thirty million domestically. Or well, something. and when you've got and Scorsese and mm-hmm. and you know the actors that are involved with that movie, people are going to go die hard. Actors, uh, yeah. die hard people are going to go watch these movies. To be and I it. think it's a matter yeah. of like Apple wanted to have Apple wanted to be the ones who owned and produced a Scorsese movie mm-hmm. and a Ridley Scott movie. Yeah, and, and, and every it, single. Cast is stacked either at director or cast. Cause, I mean, like Walking Phoenix, Ridley Scott, yeah, um, Vanessa Kirby, great. Right. You know, this is Henry Cavill, all of them, great. Kills Five Moon just oozing with talent, mm-hmm. yeah, and some new talent with the main right. girl, whatever her name was. And so, yeah, I think Apple has an idea what they're doing because Netflix does this, but Netflix turns out bad movies most mm-hmm. of them. I mean, like. It's subjective. Uh, hats off to Apple for at least putting the movies in theaters because yeah. Netflix Won't do is it. stupid. They're they're selfish in the fact that, like, for example, uh, when Glass Onion came out, um, Netflix had they paid four hundred million dollars for the rights to two films, and they won't even give it a theatrical release. They gave Glass Onion like a one week release, mm-hmm. and it made like. 50 or 60 million dollars domestically or something it turned a pretty good profit and they just did not they pulled it immediately and then a month later put it on the streaming service because they're so selfish and netflix repeatedly spends 200 250 million dollar movies or 250 million dollars on these movies that just go to their streaming service yeah, apple under- is at least like well we're gonna put it in theaters you know see what it does i don't understand why you know some of these streaming companies are you know they'll put like you said they'll put a movie out for like a week or so maybe two and then and then pull it, you know. You'd think you'd let that thing run out. I mean, you're yeah. you know you've spent all this money, and even if you don't make your money back, you're going to make some of it back. Yeah. And though it just makes no sense what who's whoever's behind this strategy, 
man, you got to wonder what they're thinking. I just, I don't mm-hmm. understand it. Same thing with like, you know, The Killer. Mm-hmm. I mean, straight to, straight to Netflix. I think it could have been. It released in did it release for like, for a week. like a week? Yeah, it released I, and then two weeks later. It see, came to I don't understand. I, yeah, well, I don't do understand that, that strategy. Guy. Yeah, it was in limited release for a little <laughs> yeah. while. But even but still, even it, Netflix, not around us. Movies, like right. it's, it's in like New York and Los Angeles. It's like yeah. they don't get huge releases. The so big cities. Like, even I was gonna say even these Netflix original movies that they want to have for Oscar consideration and things like that, they have to play for a minimum of seven days in three markets. I think like New York, L.A., and this and that. Even though, like, you know, we don't live in New York and L.A., so we're probably never going to see these until they hit Netflix. But they have to. They're required to in order to be considered for awards and things like that. But, I mean, you would you would think that, you know, they would try to milk it as much as they can. Yeah. Like, yeah, if Netflix, they don't make their money back, get some money out of it. Their entire strategy is just baffling. But that's that's a discussion for a different day. I, well, just, wanted to, I just wanted to get on the whole Apple train spending these $200 million investments. It's just curious as to, like, how long they're going to keep doing that. Yeah. Because they're not. Forever. Even it works though, for them. Even, I was going to say, even though... They are making some additional money from the theatrical run. They're not turning a profit. They're not turning a profit theatrically. My thing about it, my whole gripe about it, and I, I don't, I think it's dumb. Yes, they put it in for a month, then you pull it, and then you. So I have most of streaming services, so it doesn't bother me as much. But some people don't want to pay for them. I get yeah. that, and it's like, I understand. But my thing is, I and all three of us here are physical media type people, and I'm not saying I don't want something that is digital because I'll buy digitals or I'll put my digitals on my on Apple but like just off the top of my head there's a ton of movies like I like the Tomorrow War mm-hmm. I liked Prey yep. I like Glass Onion I like they're never gonna get physical copies mm-hmm. unless you get a bootleg Prey did eventually come actually yeah but like there are bootlegs of everything but that's also illegal <laughs> so yeah. but it's like I want to be able to buy the like, I love the Tomorrow War I don't know it's not as liked by other people but I really I, liked it I liked it too I have it, it on good. digital mm-hmm. which is great but like digital is not also great because it's not always yours, whatever crap. But there's a lot of these movies like that I would like to buy. Like I know Close Five Moon will get whatever, but like the Killer might never come. I don't know if it's supposed to, but I actually really like right. the Killer. Yeah. I think it's now is it Fincher's best? No, but I don't think it's as bad as everyone says. I would like to watch it again, but at my own house on 4K or something. Yeah, but I, I don't know, know if the mean. Killer's ever coming out, and that's also you're losing money because you make a saying. lot of money on physical media. Mm-hmm. If a million people buy a twenty dollar movie. That's a lot of money. Yeah, because they're because <laughs> I mean, you never know. Even though Netflix spends a lot of money to produce a movie, let's say like like Fincher's The Killer, even though Fincher, Coda for even, Apple. even though Fincher is a pretty yeah. prolific, even though Fincher is a prolific name, you never know when they, a few years down the road they might just pull that exactly. And there's no physical copies of it or anything. Like for example, I like The Killer. A perfect example. I don't know if you guys ever watched the. Um, the Mike Flanagan movie Hush about the deaf woman yeah. whose mm-hmm. house yeah. is broken. Yep. It's pretty good actually. Yep. I right. think it's a I think it's a really well made tight like eighty minute thriller. Um, really well made. You cannot find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's no physical copies of it. Netflix pulled it for whatever reason, and it was a Netflix film, so you can't find it anywhere now, and it's yep. just totally gone. And there's money gone. And that's I don't and that's the argument. For, I don't get it. And that's the main argument for physical physical copies. I mean. Stuff's going to disappear digitally, and you never see it again. You, mm-hmm. Even if you like the movie, you just won't see it again. It won't. It will yeah. not come out. They will not re-release it. It's it's just gone. I mean, Oscar winner. And that's a problem. Of best picture, <clears throat> Coda might mm-hmm. never get one. Is it on Apple? It's TV on still? Apple TV. Yeah. Like I was. Tr- so I and, at least they haven't taken it off. So it, yeah. and they won't because like I'm sure it gets a ton of streams every year. But am I never seen it right? And we we're kind of like trying to learn sign language or whatever. So we were, I was like, why don't we watch this movie? You know, and because our son signs some and whatever. So I thought it'd be fun if we all learned it, but. And so anyway, so I was like, let's watch it. So I was like, I'll just buy it. I was like, I'll go and buy it on yeah. Apple. You can buy it on no. Apple. Yeah. It's $20. Digital. Yeah. Digital. 
which is a lot for digital, by the way. Um, yeah. Just digital. I don't like paying twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Personally, I like to have something in my hand. But I was like, that's a perp- that movie would sell so many copies. It, it literally, even if you don't like it, people buy Best Picture winners. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You know, you know how much the Green Book sold and at one Best Picture. Should mm-hmm. have probably not, but. People love it because it was Best Picture. Shape of Water's sales went straight up, I'm pretty sure, after it won Best Picture. Put your movies out, and I'll buy them. I'm stupid, too. I'll go buy your movies. Yeah, exactly. So and I've lost the digital copies. I mean, I've I've, got, I've been looking through... Of course, I have like 900 movies on digital, okay? And that's because... And that's because, you know, they send you... give you the, <laughs> They give the digital copies with the physical copies, and that's the, the majority of what I have. I wish I made your money. <laughs> okay. Um, so... <laughs> But I have gone down through and seen where I have lost digital copies. They have pulled them from Apple, and you cannot find them. Or they pull them. This is I hate this more than anything. I've had it where they pulled one a movie, the company who owns it, repackaged it, added some more scenes, uh, you know, behind the scenes stuff. They did some other stuff and put it back out. But they don't give it back to you. You have to buy it again. That bothers me. I mean, I I hate yeah. that. And so that's why I go physical copy because that way I have it. I can watch it when I want. It's not going to disappear. And I'm, I'll just plug this real quick. I'm so glad that Walmart's picked up where Best Buy has completely got rid of their physical stuff. Walmart's picked all that up. Best Buy sucks. <clears throat> well, Best Buy actually had the best, in my opinion, quality movies mm-hmm. because they always have the 4K steelbooks or 4Ks. Yeah. And I'm all big on 4K steelbooks or Marvel at least. We all know I've got every single one. Mm-hmm. And Can't then, have money. Marvel. I know. I know. I wish I had my own job. <laughs> Um, I didn't buy them all at once, man. Not 30 <laughs> movies at once. Um, it took me years, <laughs> obviously. But And I like that because I don't buy Steelbook for everything. I'm I'm not on always on the wanting Steelbook because it costs more. It has to be yeah. a certain movie for me. Right. I'm more on like the collector edition stuff. But um, it's good to hear that. It's going to be online. Walmart kind of sucks. I'm not sure when we're actually going to be in store, but they're online. And you can program any time. So mm-hmm. I know we got on a rant, but I and got like, one more thing to say about the movie. And so. I'll just say <laughs> yeah, that, that just, another I'm thing <laughs> what they're what they're doing is on this this is the last thing I'll say about it is is they are repackaging some of what the uh, Best Buy did and making them Walmart exclusive instead of Best Buy exclusives. Oh yeah. And so we're gonna see a re release of some of these things. Yeah, which honestly doesn't matter. <laughs> it does when we get them, but like right. it doesn't say Walmart Best Buy on it. It just says it on the packaging. So like if you're out there thinking, Oh my gosh, I have to buy it again the same thing. Well, I'm thinking what, what's going to happen is that things that have gone out of print with Best Buy, we may see them again for Walmart. So that's yeah. what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice for a couple of things because a couple of things are like really expensive. I'd like to have. Anyways, I get that. Um, the last thing I'll say: Did you guys know there was an credit scene in this? I, I heard afterwards. Okay, you want to hear what it is? I sorry did for not. Opening, sorry for opening the can of worms. That you want to hear it is? We left. <laughs> you ready for this? Uh, but yeah, sorry. Back this to Argyle. makes zero sense. Back you ready Argyle, for this? What? Yes. Argyle's in credit scene. We left. <laughs> yeah. We didn't watch it. We were gone. I but then I heard rumor. I heard like rumbling. I heard that there was an incredible. I was scene, like, yeah. oh my gosh! And I knew even before I watched. Let's it, watch it right now, live. This is what happens. You get in young Argyle agent, not Henry Cavill, by the way. So this also tells me there's some other Argyles out there. He walks into the Kingsman bar, puts down his thing, and is like, "Can I get a drink?" And ends it. What? Oh who, so, so who was it? Who? They don't know. You don't know. It's who just it a was? young argyle. It says it says argyle somewhere on him, so you know it's. So him. You don't see the face. No, no. Just, no. So and it's he not sits, a person. No, it sits down. He sits down at the Kingsman's bar, or Kingsman bar, mm-hmm. what's it called, I guess. And he asks for a drink. I think that's what the, what it was. And an end. So he has now officially made these two things They're together. In the same world. But yes. How? How is Samuel Jackson? How is Sophia blah blah, blah in this without knife feet and dead? <laughs> and 
How does it even work? Like, <laughs> the know. King's Man came out, right? And that's a prequel. So we say Argyle's uh, in that universe? Who cares? I'm just know. letting you know it makes it more convoluted and stupid. Of course it And I knew that he was going to do this. I had a feeling that it felt King's man I was like, just don't do it. And then I guess he did. And honestly, hate it. <laughs> I, hate I think it would be fun if like Terry Anderson shows up. That ahead. Yeah. But don't put your same actors in it that die. Like Samuel Jackson and Sophia, whatever, yeah, just the, die. His good, so, his good twin. Yeah. yeah it's confusing. Yeah. It's sure. probably like an agent undercover or something. But whatever. Yeah, It'd be I cool to see Terry Anderson and Sam Rockwell together, you know, be agents, yeah, whatever. That'd be all right. <laughs> and whatever. That is weird. That but is weird. It's like I get you have two different universes. You don't have to mesh them. Just like did you, you don't guys, have to be Shyamalan. You don't have did, to. Did you guys watch the new Transformers: Rise of Beast? I haven't yeah. watched it yet. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna spoil this for you. The very yeah. end, not the the end credit scene is they're now with GI Joe. Gotcha. They're 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 now transforming GI Joe are now a thing. We don't need these things, guys. Yeah. We don't need those. I've forgotten all about that. We honestly. don't need these to be together. Do I think it'd be fun to watch Transform GI Joe? Not really, but I'd watch it. Do I want to watch a Kingsman movie with Argyle? I don't. Will I? Yeah. I'm still like, waiting for that Men in Black 21 Jump Street crossover that, they were talking about. <laughs> but now I've read that they might not do another movie because they didn't do. They're going to do a Argyle TV series. I'd be surprised series. if they did. No, these TV series make money. Like yeah. I don't care if they suck. No, I'm TV just I'm surprised if they made yeah. another movie. I mean, I don't know. Apple does like doing what you said, but supposed to be a TV series. Anyways, we got off topic a little bit, but That's it doesn't right. matter. Argyle's not very good. <laughs> um, a to F, Matt. Uh, C minus. Mm, okay. I think what I gave it on Letterboxd. I, I, I know what I gave Just it. Just go with your gut. Just go with your gut. My gut tells me it sucks. Uh, like, there's fun to be had in it, you know, yeah. obviously. We discussed this. Sam. Sam Rockwell's fun to be had with it. With it. Yeah, um, it I'll have one more question to ask after we grade. Sorry, go ahead. Man, I... Sam brings it up for me. I just... D+. plus. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. Like, I didn't like this movie. Uh, I'm gonna go C minus also, just because of Samuel Clark. Guess I don't know. I just uh, before you ask your question, predictions. Will this be better than Madam Web next week when we watch it? What do you think? I don't know. Do you think which one? Right now, which one do you think you like better? I think I'll have more fun. Madam Web's like 30 minutes shorter. I think. So yeah, I that's think. A I think I'll me. have more. F- I think there's more fun to be had probably with the style and with the. Uh, with the talent behind Argyle, even though it was a convoluted mess, I think there might be more fun to have with that. I think Madam Web is just going to be a soulless disaster like Morbius. Well, Madam Web is one fifty-seven, so it's twenty-five minutes shorter. Ellis and Sydney Sweeney. Man, I I just I I have no going into Madam Web the same that I wanted with Argyle. Man, low low expectations. It just I feels just, like a soulless just, studio yeah. movie, dude. It's kind of like stuff we didn't ask like for. Every I other just, every other Sony Marvel movie. Yeah. Stuff we didn't ask for. Don't care. You know, Craven's gone this year too. Exactly. Again, <laughs> this is right. R. R. Could be fun. It's not gonna be. <laughs> Who knows? So before you ask your question again, I'm a big Spider-Man fan. Yes, and, this is a dumb question. And Madam Web, I like a lot actually from the TV series. She's supposed to be 85 years old. So we'll see what Dakota Johnson does. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> put that there. She's like 40. I don't know if she's in her 40s yet. She looks 30 something. Yeah. They're like, let's get everyone that we think is pretty and make them Spider-Women, and then we're just going to make a movie without Spider-Man in it, because they literally went back and took all Spider-Man out of it. So, cool, whatever. Big, I mean, that's cool. I mean, big boom to me. Like, like what's the point of making a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man in it? It's not a Spider-Man movie. It's a Madam It's Web in the movie. dang world, and you know it. <laughs> Anyways, we'll go ask your question. Uh, who has the better wig, Henry Cavill or Sam Rockwell? What are you talking about? You're talking about, like, 
When did he have the wig? When he had the long yeah, hair? Yeah, when he had the mullet. And at the beginning, of when oh, Sam Rockwell yeah, had Sam the... Sam Rockwell was better. Henry Cavill was hair. Yeah, was I agree. <laughs> better, better, better. We're going to have a wig off. What's his uh, Cavill look like McBride, man? Yeah, he did look right. like Danny McBride? He looked like a buff British <laughs> yeah. Danny McBride. Oh, Danny McBride could be British. <laughs> Yes. I watched a really, anyways, really bad Danny McBride movie the other day. It didn't Did matter. You? What was it? Your Highness. Your Highness. Bad. That movie oh. sucks. <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> anyway, I got it for free, so whatever. Anyway. Um, um, yeah, so before he plugs everything, we're going to be doing Madden Web next week, and then we're going to do a movie club thing, I think. Um, go follow us on the letterbox. He'll add that to his out outro eventually i think mm-hmm. um i don't know if he knows ours i'm not movie guy 21 he's far and fresh something i was gonna say movie guy 69 um yes mine's jack torrance coming through the wall so that helps yours is will is, is yours the movie guy or movie guy it's the movie guy 21 okay because so. you have 21 kids gotcha yeah no I, it's because i look like 21 savage <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> it's actually yes, my favorite do. number so <laughs> yes you do okay Anything else you boys want to add? He's farm fresh or something like that. Farm fresh something with two with peas. Two peas. With, and still literally has no face for every reason. Yeah. So we need to change that. <laughs> I am faceless. That'd be your face. Do you have any numbers or anything? I am faceless. Yeah, I do. I don't remember what it was, though. Okay, cool. It's like just, 53 just or something like that. It. Why do you okay, go with 53? Cool. Like, they have, with farm fresh, one to 52 taken? Well, I'm 53 I couldn't imagine month. farm fresh being, on, being taken 52 times. <laughs> I'm 53 this month, so. Uh, Everything about you is just farm fresh, baby. <laughs> farm. Fresh. You were like organic tomatoes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's just well, farm fresh. There's zero numbers. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, um, thank you to the listeners out there. We just we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to do it without you. I tell you what. Um, this was a this was a <laughs> this was a fun episode that we derailed on for a few minutes, and I apologize. <laughs> we for, sure did. I apologize <laughs> for opening okay, that though. can we, of worms. We had to fill time somehow. Margot was not a lot to talk <laughs> we, about. We did. That was nice. Um, yeah. So thank you for the listener out there for sitting through this, powering through with us. Um, this was a lot of fun. If you guys want to reach out to us, uh, hit us up on many of our socials. Like I said, you can follow us on Letterbox. Jordan is the Movie Guy Twenty One. I'm Matt Diggs Film. David is Farm Fresh, spelled with PHs instead of Fs because he's cool. Um, and you can follow our uh, 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 you can follow our podcast on Twitter. We are at Movie Matrix Pod, or we're on Facebook at Movie Matrix Podcast. Hit us up. Let us know what you guys thought about this episode, or what are your thoughts, feelings, and opinions about the film Argyle. Whatever you want to reach out to us and let us know, you can. Uh, but until next time, signing off for Matt. Jordan and David, we will see you guys then. Peace. Peace.